Creative group facilitator Samantha Taroni works with the Enneagram through the archetypal energy of trees. She has developed this deep mapping process for using our square miles as a sort of inner exploration prompts, and she's expanding that out to include Enneagram tree walks. For me, language and words have always been where there's been the most life. So sitting down and making a collage is not a sort of natural draw for me. Speaking with Sam has reminded me that there are other beautiful and um, legitimate ways to work with our inner selves that aren't through either thinking or writing or reading. And it's also reminded me that nature is there as a resource, something else I tend to forget. There's something very cherishable about the gentleness in the way that Sam facilitates too for me. Enjoy this insight into her work and if it ignites a curiosity in you, definitely check out her handbook, Take It to the Trees. Thank you for being here. It's lovely to be here. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> Me too. Can you say a little bit about yourself? Perhaps like where you are in the world and then a bit about your career. And So, yes, on the terra firma in the world mm-hmm. side of things, I'm in um, Hampshire in England, um, surrounded by countryside. It suits me very well. It's sort of a chosen place rather than somewhere I've ended up. In terms of the career part, um, the point where I sort of was consciously choosing, Mm -hmm. I studied theatre and and literature and had a whole journey with community theatre practice. I'm a social six, so the the community bit has always been quite at the heart of of, of who I am and what I want to sort of do in the world. Mm-hmm. But that was actually exhausting because I was doing all these little projects and everyone who I, I, I worked with wanted a production to happen at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of spinning around in this in this place that at a certain point just became a bit of a potential burnout situation. So in my th- early 30s, I retrained as a decorator. Oh, wow. I was not <laughs> expecting you to say that. <laughs> so I set up a little decorating business and um, and then I was working with people creatively in a sense because I was going into people's homes and, and helping them to transform their space into something that they really wanted to live in. Live in. Mm. Um, so this whole kind of thread of transformation and this whole thread of environment is kind of bimbled along with me and the other point about that decade adventure was that I learned how to live sustainably i.e have an income Mm -hmm. and not be just living this kind of very very idealistic kind of creative life where I it was very hard to actually you know put food on the table yeah 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 so I phased out the because I'm a six mm. and get a bit terrified about anything happening too quickly. <laughs> so, I, so I phased out the um, the drama and teaching. Mm-hmm. I was doing some teaching in schools as well. And, and then I phased in the decorating. And now I'm almost trying to do the reverse thing. But, and I had these kind of openings, I would call them, with the trees um, 
over COVID and over lockdowns and over mm. just walking and walking and walking and spending time, you know, hours and hours wandering around in the fields and the and the woods near where I live. And my Enneagram journey, which has sort of come along underneath all of this for at least the last sort of 12 years or so, mm. um, it suddenly constellated in this this understanding that the trees had really got something powerful in terms of what they're doing for mm. us as humans. I mean, mm. on so many levels. I mean, there's people writing about this in all kinds of different ways. Um, but the way that I'm particularly interested in is what's happening at the contact boundary between a human and a tree. Mm. The amount of people that I've interviewed whose focus has changed as a result of the pandemic, it's literally must be like most of the people that I've spoken to, which I just find mind blowing the way the ways that this pandemic has impacted all of us in in various ways. But let us talk about this. Yes. Let's talk about that. So take it to the trees, which I've got a copy of in my hand. Um, I love this. This is completely unique. And I don't want to describe what this book does because I feel like it's a very, I I would like you to do it. So what is this book, Sam, and who's it for? And what is your hope for people that read it? Oh, they're great questions. (laughs) So the book is a little handbook. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to call it that because what I'm trying to do is offer people a little portal to go through and explore. I'm not trying to offer a definitive version of what I'm trying to explore. But Mm. what I've done in the book is I've really investigated using my three centres in the treescape where I live. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my square mile, I'm going to call it. Yeah. Um, And that comes from a real sense that that square mile can be a place that you can get come to know really intimately Mm -hmm. and actually in coming to know your square mile intimately that can be a transformative thing in itself in terms of how embodied you feel in your life in your location in your in your environment if you're engaging with it on all these levels you know Mm -hmm. through your felt sense through your imagination through your intellectual curiosity, through your gut feelings, then you are part of it and it's part of you. And and that, I think, is something that everybody can do wherever they are. Mm-hmm. So in the, in the book, I take nine trees that are in my square mile mm-hmm. that I have felt to have qualities of the archetypal Enneagram points. I started looking at the Celtic Ogun tree calendar, which um, maps the year through trees. And it has a a basis in Druidry. Mm -hmm. I'm not practicing Druidry. My spiritual practice thread definitely goes into the Enneagram wisdom Mm -hmm. and Also, I'm very interested in yoga and body-based practices. Um, So I thought, well, what can I bring to the party here? Because I'm experiencing the trees in a particular way, and it's fed into by the 
that if you like these spiritual currents that are active in me mm. the the nine points if you see them as kind of being archetypal patterns that manifest in a kind of a felt character an energetic mm. character they have different qualities artists poets botanists philosophers they've mm. all gone to the trees they've mm. all found wisdom in the trees and so what i try and do in the book is share a little bit of those different kind of windows that humans have looked through the trees through. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've also tried to offer the opening of, well, what do, tre- what do trees feel like and where do they meet you? So there's all these kind of different ways in, if you like. It's like all paths lead to the tree, but the direction you come by might be slightly different. different. Mm, okay. And you've explained how you linked the specific tree with the Enneagram type. It was to do with the qualities that were running through you when you went to sort of commune or sit by the tree. So you'd get you'd get a hit of a type. Is that what happened? I think that kind of is what happened, actually. And the first one mm-hmm. that happened was just before we were going into that first lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my husband knew that it was coming and we thought, let's go down to the new forest because we might not get there for quite a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. And so we got in the car, we drove to the new forest and we went for this walk. And um, the part we were in is quite open and heathlandy mm. with a lot of gorse bushes. So we were weaving around through these gorse bushes and then suddenly right in front of me out of nowhere was this one really really stoic solid holly bush just in my face in my path it's like it was confronting me that's what it felt like wow and I was really blown away and I was in that really weird place that everyone was in at that Mm. point where we didn't know what the hell was going on and what was going to be happening to us And it was like this holly tree was giving me this witness of this stoic, solid sense of itself that just demanding that I witnessed it back. Um, The project kind of came out of that moment because it was Mm. extremely powerful. From there, that inspired you to look at what what qualities the other trees might have. And can you say the holly bush, which Enneagram type? Do you link that so, to? But for me, the, ho- the the holly tree is at one. Mm, and right. it, it feels very gut-centred, but it also feels very clear, very certain yeah. of, of what it's doing in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've heard from so many sixes, Sam, that they get something from being in nature. And, and I don't know whether it's being a, a head type, but there's some sort of powerful way that nature supports the unfoldment of a type six and I and I'm not saying that this work wouldn't be powerful for all the types but there is something I really think that um I I think sixes we we have to somehow do something about this whole thing we've going got going on with our nervous system Mm. you know and there's something incredibly soothing for about going out in nature for my little six parts that's for sure but there's also something about 
getting into felt sense and out of trying to figure everything out thing. Yeah. So in that sense too, there's there's this opening into the other other centers. Mm-hmm. But I think that the place where it can connect with other types and mm. maybe maybe for some it's it, it it it's not such a journey maybe they're there already mm. um but um i can't help thinking that there are some pretty major things on offer for all the types but perhaps in different ways yeah um I think we are all disembodied and we're all too much in our heads and all that type six does is sort of represent an extreme of that. And Sam, can we talk about um, deep mapping? Can you explain what what the process is? I'd love to talk about that. That's, um, yeah, something I'm really excited about. Um, So I came across a guy um, this was going back into when I was um, studying theatre, but particularly theatre and landscape. And there was some really interesting stuff being written about anthropologist guy. He was an ecologist and an anthropologist. His name's Tim Ingold. Mm-hmm. And he was writing about organisms and the affordances of, of their environment. Mm-hmm. We're looking for affordances all the time as Mm. as human organisms. I got really curious about what are the imaginative affordances of a landscape. So I think that's what obviously what artists and poets are doing all the time. They're they're, they're mining environment for imaginative affordances. Mm -hmm. But everyone can do that. You know, Mm. everyone can deep map their square mile. Mm. Everyone can go for, for a walk, a mindful walk. They can explore what's around them and they can do it by opening into their felt sense, their scent, their centers, mm-hmm. and they can say, what, what gut feeling am I getting as I as I'm walking around here? What's hitting me? Um, what's stopping my heart? What's giving me an emotional feeling here? You know, um, what's inspiring me? What's what's just whizzing into my head? because I'm in this space and the light has hit something in a certain way. Mm. Um, And by wandering around (laughs) in that kind of uh, open scent, in in that kind of Mm. open way. So this isn't kind of an A to B walk. This is definitely a bit of an amble um, that you're doing as a practice. You're likely to come up with buildings, some surfaces, some plant life maybe mm-hmm. some s- s- some signage anything depending on where you live and what your you know your, your your square miles like but you might come across a broken bit of pavement um the whole array of responses that y- you have if you attune to what's going on within you as mm-hmm. you wander around so for me the deep mapping became a way of doing that consciously. So I'd go around, I'd have my phone with me, I'd take mm. some photographs of these important places. And I noticed that when I, I did that with other people mm-hmm. um, and got them to share 
what had come out of their deep mapping walk, you could have these incredible conversations and you could perhaps discover or you could you could facilitate someone to discover some really interesting things about themselves. In a way, when that happens and you've 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 met this bit of your environment, the more interesting thing to do is not to kind of take it home and then start analysing it mm-hmm. and going, hmm, well, why was that important to me? And going mm-hmm. right back into that analytic part of your brain that my six would do like in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting, I found, is to allow that image or that that piece of the square mile to have its own voice and mm. then have a conversation with it. So mm. you're almost offering it its own reality mm. and um, saying, so why did you stop me in my tracks today? Mm. You know, what words have you got for me? What have you got to tell me? What's mm. it like to be you? And that kind of dialogical interface. Mm. Um, and of course, there's a level of projection going on here, you yeah. know, but it's almost like um, it's a healthy use of projection in a way. Mm. Um, this seems like a way of doing sort of an inner exploration that uses the environment and what's in the environment, using that as prompts for inquiry. Yes. And and it's um, also a practice in sort of receptivity, isn't it, Sam? Because if you're walking around with that orientation, you're very open and you're it reminds me of something the Jungian lady that I interviewed shared about how to work with dreams. She she suggested to me that when I'm out walking and so if I see a leaf that sort of strikes me or, or something that strikes me in the environment to bring it back home and lay it on the pillow before I sleep and it's a lovely lovely process to do online Mm. um because um you know what you can um, you can ask people to do is to go off and have their walk and take their phone create their pictures and then gather together and then do the exploring and perhaps the journaling or even if people are feeling brave you know doing that live actually having that conversation with with an image and being witnessed by other humans can Mm -hmm. be really powerful it's there's the distance of the image offers its own safety yeah yeah Yeah. it's gentle yeah 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 I think in a lot of facilitated inner exploration groups safety is not always there or or well created and and that's because it's difficult to do it but I can completely see the value of that is that what you're doing now are you facilitating online groups or do you have plans to do that around this deep mapping work done it um, in one-to-one settings Mm -hmm. and I've done a little course in it and I've offered it in that way Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also going to offer it in place Um, so each month i do um, a session in um, there's a lovely space in my local library where I've been doing soul collage and I'm going Mm -hmm. to see if I can woo some of my soul collage people to do some (laughs) mapping so it's all kind of unfolding you know as I kind of put my big girl pants on and (laughs) say come on little six put your money where your mouth is Uh, of course it's unfolding just like just like everyone and their in their process and their way of being of service in the world is it's right that it's an unfoldment 
I'd love to just add a little more of your way of using the Enneagram in your work. Anything that you want to say about that, actually? So, um, yes, there is. In terms of mapping, I'd like to map a walk that maps the inner triangle. For me, that would be uh, a walk that went from an evergreen area that's nine, yes, yeah. and to a very grassy area for three, yeah. and then to a beach forest, mm. which is where I've put six. But for those those three points, given that they're attachment types, they are all trees or or obviously grass is slightly different, but that are communitarian. Mm. So the beach lives in a forest with other beach. Evergreen, you see evergreens in forest, and the same with the grass. So I'd like to map that because I, I, I just think there's something I need to understand more about this kind of whole collaborative project of the attachment types. And I I mean, the, the hexad is obviously another opportunity yeah. to, to create another map. I could mm-hmm. um, locate um, the trees um, that I've located at the archetypal points and I could walk the hexad mm-hmm. and see how that feels. and. It's it's also about mindfully feeling into those energies and what whatever we understand of them. Mm. Um, Where is the best place people can sort of stay connected with you? I have a website which is the the Soul Shed I have an Instagram profile for the Soul Shed as well. There are Facebook groups pages for mm-hmm. the trees and the Soul Shed. And there is for anyone who kind of wants to take that deeper dive into the journey and read the book, there is the the Facebook group, the closed Facebook group. And there are events that that they all pop up on the website. And I talk about those on Instagram. You're out there communicating about this. I'm doing my social six, aren't You're I? You're doing it. Well, thank you for your encouragement. I've, this has been an absolute... Oh, I've loved talking to you about it. (laughs) I have loved it too. Next time I'll be speaking to some amazing humans at the organisation Upbuild. And we're going to be talking about the levels of consciousness or levels of development. I can't wait to speak to the Upbuild guys.